Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a look at a new report issued by the staff at the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission to the SEC and to the Congress. The Dodd-Frank Act, which was created in the wake of the financial crisis, made significant changes to private exempt investment offerings. And the Dodd-Frank Act requires the SEC to undertake a review of the accredited investor definition in its entirety as it pertains to natural persons at least once every four years to determine whether the requirements of the definition should be adjusted or modified for the protection of investors in the public interest or in the light of the economy. The Commission staff had previously conducted two such reviews, one in 2015 and in 2019. This review is focused on changes in the composition of the accredited investor pool since the definition was adopted. The extent to which accredited investors have the financial sophistication, the ability to sustain the risk of loss, and access to information that would have traditionally been associated with an ability to fend for themselves. And accredited investor participation in Regulation D and the market for exempt offerings more generally. One of the things that the staff looked at was the proportion of people who would qualify as accredited using the financial criteria. They looked at the individual income, the joint income, and the net worth test. What they found was just 0.5% of households in 1983 would have qualified under the individual income threshold of $200,000 a year in income. By 1989, that had grown to 1.5% of U.S. households, and by 2022, 13.8% of U.S. households. Under the joint income test, 7.5% of U.S. households would have qualified under the joint income test in 2022, and under the net worth test, only 1.7% of households would have qualified back in 1983, and 12.5% in 2022. So when you put all of these together, In aggregate, only 1.8% of households would have qualified as accredited in 1983 versus 18.5% today. That's almost a 10 times multiple over that 40-year period. What's the reason for that? Well, clearly it's inflation. These estimates clearly show that the number of households that qualify as accredited investors have grown steadily over the last four decades since the definition was adopted. And that's largely due to the fact that the investor thresholds have not been adjusted to reflect inflation. If they had been adjusted to reflect inflation since their initial adoption through to 2022, the net worth threshold would have increased from $1 million to approximately $3 million, and the individual income threshold would have increased from $200,000 to $600,000, and the joint income threshold from $300,000 to $900,000. Depending on which inflation measure you use would result in a different equivalent number if it was expressed in today's dollars versus 1983. If the thresholds are not adjusted for inflation going forward, we estimate that 31% of households will qualify as accredited investors by 2032. So on this basis, it's very likely that the SEC is going to act on the staff report and make some changes to the accredited investor definition. That should come as no surprise since there have been rumors of this change for several years now. Now, if you take this logic forward and project it further into the future, then by 2042, we would have 47.3% of households qualifying as accredited. And by 2052, this would increase to 63.8% of households. Clearly, that's ludicrous and fails to meet the intent of the legislation. The number of individuals who qualify as accredited has also increased as a result of the Commission's 2020 amendments to the definition to include as accredited investors, those individuals holding in good standing certain professional certifications or designations, as well as knowledgeable employees of certain private funds. 
Based on data that's been supplied by FINRA, the SEC estimated that there were just under 702,000 FINRA-registered individuals as of December 2022. They estimate that 308,000 were registered as broker-dealer representatives, 312,000 carried dual registration as both broker-dealers and registered investment advisors, and 81,000 were registered as investment advisor representatives. One of the things that they looked at was the composition of assets held by accredited investors. It was a fairly comprehensive 53-page report. So what would happen if the SEC carved out retirement accounts from the definition of accredited? How would that affect the number of accredited investors? Well, today, if you include people's retirement assets in the net worth definition, 12.5% of households will qualify as accredited. But if you were to exclude retirement assets, that number would fall to 8.8%. The accredited investor definition has historically used wealth in the form of either income or net worth as a proxy for financial sophistication. There's very limited information available on the financial sophistication of a accredited investor, and that makes it challenging to assess the effectiveness of the definition's financial thresholds as a proxy for sophistication. Another aspect of sophistication for which the financial thresholds have also been considered a proxy is the ability of an investor to access information needed to assess the risk of an investment. And frankly, it's very difficult to make that assessment. Now, based on information in the initial Form D filings and the amended filings, the SEC estimates that there were about 9.6 million investors that participated in exempt Regulation D offerings during the period from 2009 to 2022. Of that total, about 99.7% were indeed accredited investors. And they estimate that only 27,000 non-accredited investors participated in Reg D offerings over that same 13-year period. They also estimate that there were on average approximately 684,000 accredited investors participating annually in Reg D offerings. In contrast, they estimate that only about 20,000 or 6% of all 506B offerings during the period of 2009 to 2022 involved some number of non-accredited investors. The entire 53-page report from the SEC is full of interesting data, and I would anticipate that sometime in the first half of 2024, we can expect to see some kind of amendment to the accredited investor definition. This is important to real estate investors, since a change to the accredited investor definition might shrink the pool of available capital for private offerings. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.